Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to our newest episode of the First Generation Podcast. Today, as always, Davut and myself, and we have a special guest, this time from Germany. His name is Alex. He will give an introduction of him in any minute. Uh, yeah, Alex also went to Wright State as an exchange student, but that's not what we want to talk about today. Because all three of us living on in different countries and on different continents, and right now having COVID still in the presence as it is, we want to talk about how our different countries handled the the pandemic when it came out, and now six seven months living with COVID, how has it changed in our countries, and yeah, how has our life daily life has changed with it. David, do you want to say a quick hello? Yes, hi everybody. Today I'm surrounded by Germans, so it's <laughs> going to be interesting. Hey, Alex. Hey, hey, friends. Nice to hear you. It's a long time ago that we saw each other, but it's always nice uh, to get a uh, get a message from you and hear your voices. So I'm really happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Uh, so just. Quick reminder, I am in the United States, I'm in Ohio, and both of you guys were here at some point studying, and Patrick currently is in Singapore, and Alex, where in Germany are you? Uh, so, the, the most people in the world don't know, like the, the village or the area where I'm living, but it's almost like in the middle of Germany, uh, it's about two or 100 kilometers away from, from Leipzig and like 200 uh, kilometers uh, away from Berlin. So almost in the middle of like, I, I would not say nowhere, but uh, in compare of the United States, you would say nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's really nice here. Yeah. Uh, we're just gonna give a warning that Alex may drop out because apparently there's no good internet there yet, so <laughs> he's having some trouble sometimes. Sometimes, but I hope uh, it will not break up again. So let's see. <laughs> so coming to our subject, you know, uh, Patrick, maybe you can go ahead and start first. You know, when the COVID hit. How, what was the reaction like in Singapore and in Asia in general, since that was the starting point, you know? Singapore, Asia in generally, <laughs> we heard about COVID the first time in beginning of January. So that was the first time we heard that there's a new, yeah, kind of a flu symptom as there was previously flu symptoms as well, like the Hong Kong flu, etc., but no one really knew how bad it was, etc. So then the cases were slowly spreading. But I remember mid of January, I flew back to Germany for a holiday and everything was pretty much back to normal in Singapore. But my boss already told me, when you're in Germany, please buy as many masks as possible. Because in Singapore, after the news came out, all masks were sold out immediately. Mm -hmm. Then, I don't know. So after being three weeks in Germany, I got back here and the cases spread it pretty quickly uh, across Southeast Asia and the government reacted actually quite fast and put us, so first they restricted um, 
the offices or restricted sports events. But then I think quite quickly in April, they put us in a complete lockdown just to stop the spreading of the rivers. And yeah, the lockdown was a complete lockdown. We were only allowed to leave the house for grocery shopping. And that's it. Everything else was closed. Literally everything was closed. Yeah, and that was the status quo for us for about, yeah, almost three months, complete lockdown. But since then, the situation here is pretty, pretty good. We have barely any new cases in our community here in Singapore. And it's also the restrictions getting less and less week by week or month by month. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about Germany, Alex? Yeah, so so first, it's really interesting uh, what Patrick is saying, because I I remember that when you came to uh, to Germany in January, I think, uh, or I'm... I know that we saw each other and uh, it was like on, on the media in January in, in Germany, but it was not like uh, maybe we have a pandemic or we have to like worry about something. So Patrick was here. We were talking about everything, but not in detail like COVID or something. So uh, in my, my feeling uh, is that in January in Asia, it was really present already in the, in the news and in the, in the society but in europe it was like like reporting about something at the end of the world and it will never like get in contact with us and uh only like i would say two months later in march uh, we had the same situation so uh almost the same like patrick was reporting uh, we were only allowed to go grocery shopping or go to work was allowed as well and also uh, to go like to the doctor or, or something. And and then there was also uh, this thing that we are, were only allowed to meet with people from only one like other household. So uh, we we were not able or not allowed to, to meet friends or so, but only uh, like for me, my, my both sisters are living in, in the other city so they came came over and we were sitting like on i'm living on a like it was for, uh, in former times like a farm and now we are using it like a family house my my mother is living upstairs and i am living with my family downstairs and my sisters is come, uh, sisters are coming over so that was pretty much the 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 social contact i had in in march in april and maybe to to go on in in i would say in may or june i'm not quite sure so when the summer came already the 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 government like uh went back from lockdown so that the people can go out can go like shopping again in the summertime we were able to like meet with groups of i think 100 people when you have like enough space in, in in rooms like in big for example my neighbors they made a made a, a marriage party so they were like 100 people and there were no problem uh only like use uh, the the how do you say it doesn't the the spray to like disinfect your your hands 
I don't know how My to call it. Sanitizer? Yeah, some kind like that. So you have to use this once and, uh, and so far. But in generally, uh, or generally speaking, in, in the summertime, it was like Corona is not there anymore. So we had news about it and the infection. Uh, um, uh, yeah, people, infected people. But only now in like say since November we went back to lockdown and the same almost the same they call it lockdown light but almost the same uh, like uh, authorities said okay you you're only allowed to meet with one household again and yeah but my feeling I don't know that would be interesting for you I mean in Singapore Patrick already told me you can maybe like have a little uh, excourse about that but here in germany people are still like meeting in small groups in private spheres to like drink a beer or so so it's not like making party and everybody is aware of of the of the coronavirus so mostly sitting outside or in like uh, garages or so so that you can have like air condition and it almost feels like you are sitting outside but people are still meeting and as far as i know patrick as you said if something like that would happen in singapore you will will be have high fines right yeah so here the law enforcement is pretty strict so if, if they tell you you're not allowed to meet anyone then you're not allowed to meet anyone if they tell you you have to wear a mask everyone wears a mask. And if you not do, I mean, we have social distance ambassadors who really... They, <laughs> yeah, sounds funny, right? <laughs> it sounds funny, but I see them every day. They walk through the um, um, train station, metro station, bus, through the shopping malls. And if they see anyone not complying to the rules, they don't wear the mask properly or they stand too close together, they give you a warning or they give you straight away a fee. It starts with $300 and it goes up to $10,000 plus jail. And so <laughs> who, who is a social distance ambassador? How do you oh, become vo one? Volunteers. Volunteers who may be uh -huh. jobless at the moment or employees of the government sector, it's they are doing this. You know, that was uh, my question well, as well, Davut. So I would ask myself, I mean, in a city like Singapore, it's maybe easier to find people because the area is like not that far. But in Germany, you would never find like enough people to or enough volunteers to like trace that. And in the US, United States are even bigger. So it, it will really will be really hard to like track it and find people, right? Yeah, well, the whole thing when it started here, um, I was actually right before that, I went to Los Angeles to meet my friend. Mm -hmm. It was in February. And um, right when I came back, basically like a, two weeks later, we had a, a official lockdown. But the problem was that, you know, every state in the country has its own mandates and its own rules. And it didn't make a lot of sense because, for example, in one state, everything was completely shut down. 
like New York, you can't go anywhere without the mask. And then my state, it was like, you can go wherever you want, but you can't go to, like schools were closed and things like that, but you can still go anywhere you want at first. And then in you can drive, you know, all the states are connected. Most of the states are connected. So mm-hmm. you can drive from one state to another and the law or even within the state, you can drive from one city to another and the law is going to be different. So it didn't make a lot of sense. It was very inconsistent. And then the first thing people did, they for, for some reason, they bought all the fucking toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, the same in Germany. <laughs> yeah, so people like crazy going going crazy about the toilet paper. <laughs> I think there was some conspiracy. Yeah, some conspiracy. Somebody <laughs> spread the news that you know toilet paper is going to be out. So yeah, the paper industry maybe they saw that chance to make money <laughs> by paper. So, so many months later, though, you know, like all this time, and then in the summer they started reopening. Like gyms, you can go mm-hmm. play soccer, you can go to the gym. And But now, restricted, like uh, via an app also? Or you can like, like do it as before? You you have to wear a mask into the uh-huh. gym. Like okay. I, I, I go to uh, train jujitsu and judo. You have to wear a mask when you enter the gym, but then you take it off. So <laughs> I mean, that would be can be honest. You used to train jujitsu, now you just go to... Wendy's or Chipotle and eat doing that. <laughs> yeah, even when you go to Chipotle, you have to wear a mask, but then you sit down and you take it off, obviously. So the same thing okay. with restaurants. So and what about enter- the Sunday League uh, soccer? Sunday League soccer, were you allowed to play, for example? Yeah, we still Because- we have a game today, last game of the season. Ah, yeah. Okay, and interesting. So you, you 22 guys or more, come to the field, mm-hmm. everybody wear a mask, then everybody takes it off, we play soccer, <laughs> and then we go home. <laughs> yeah, But, and in the, in the time when you are really in contact, you're not wearing a mask, right? When you're playing. No, no. <laughs> uh, it's not possible, I don't think. It's, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, it's not possible. And is it allowed to have, like, uh, uh, audience or people to, to watch the, the, watch the uh, events or Sunday League games? So that's that's another problem, you know, like it depends on which state you're in. Even mm-hmm. some MLS games, soccer games and other competitions allow certain amount of people to observe. Mm-hmm. But I think now last week, our governor in Ohio, he made an announcement that in the one week he's going to probably bring some restrictions back. And people mm-hmm. are just mm-hmm. frustrated because, you know, there, there was only one stimulus check that they gave to people and it hurts all kinds of businesses and people's mm-hmm. jobs. And so if people are not welcoming that. Yeah. yeah But that's because the it's the... Talking about hurting businesses and stuff. So I remember when we, when Singapore announced the lockdown, the rest of the world at that time, okay, Southeast Asian countries, most of them went to lockdown, especially like Germany, Europe, nothing happened there. Their life freely went on. They prepared a bit, but nothing really happens. Or New Zealand. And then now looking six, seven months down the road, all these countries basically COVID-free. Even now, 
yeah, there's barely ca no, new cases or the life went on with, with, uh, with restrictions. All the businesses, the restaurants, bars continuing. But especially Europe, mid Europe, or Germany, I mean, America, no one of the people there complied to the law. And now, when the second, third wave is coming, everyone complaining again. Yeah. I and think it's also a cultural thing, right? So the uh, my feeling is in Asia, people maybe are not too close. Even in, in Europe, you see differences from north to south because, for example, Italians or Spanish people uh, so traditionally like getting close, giving kisses or hugs when they see each other. And so you can see like from north to south that the, the, the figures are higher and the infection rates. So I think also in Asia, it's not like a thing to like give hugs when they say hello to each other and so on. And maybe it's my, in my feeling of you, it's easier to like, Uh, communicate to Asian people now you have to like have these restrictions a half year and I think uh, you already told me that uh, you only have like a tracking app or so so people are not worried about something like that that much because they understood the positive effects of that but for example in, in Germany we also have like a corona app and As far as I know, some kind of like six or ten million people are using it, but uh, you will you will uh, be on my side that when only ten uh, million out of eighty uh, million using some kind of app like that, it don't have an effect, right? So people are really like, uh, I want to have my freedom. I don't want that the government knows where I am and so on and so forth. And so it's really hard to like track what people are doing and uh, that that the coronavirus virus can be like uh, get in control. Yeah. Yeah. So Patrick, what was the first reaction in Asia, like in Singapore as an Asian country there? I feel like they're more exposed to these viruses and it's more common to people wear masks even before the coronavirus hit so what was the general reaction was it like oh shit there's another virus from china or did people panic no no it's not like that asia has every month a new virus turning back to the mask yes asians they once they are sick they wear a mask not to spread their germs to other people So to wear a mask here, or if there's a high pollution, people wear a mask. So it's not an uncommon yeah. thing. And when it came out with the virus, I mean, the government pretty quickly announced in the news that there's a virus, don't know what the effects are yet, can be deadly. First of all, you can protect yourself with wearing a mask. So immediately everyone was wearing a mask without questioning it, just to protect themselves. It wasn't even mandatory. Mm -hmm. so, so there's like a solidarity between yes. people more yes and even though okay. yeah even Go though ahead. no one knew how deadly it was or something everyone just to protect themselves um, did less socializing so people really 
did it from their own to stop going out to restaurants, go to bars, stop partying, um, all wear masks. And yeah, it was actually already, they did it on their own here. Only really a handful mm -hmm. that do I really have to, but then if everyone is doing it, it's hard not to follow. Mm -hmm. You're more the outsider when you don't wear it, for, yes. you would say. So now, oh. if you see someone not wearing a mask or, okay, it doesn't exist not wearing a mask, but sometimes they lift their mask or something, then you already look at these people and say, fuck, why are you not wearing a mask properly? <laughs> For example, in Germany, people are going on streets and protesting to wear a mask. So it's hard to imagine maybe for Asian people. And uh, for example, two years ago, when I saw Asian people here in Germany wearing a mask, I thought, why are you wearing a mask? That don't make sense. And only like a half in, in, in the time of a half year since March, it's a, it's a total normal thing to see people with masks. But only, but still, people are going on streets and protesting that they don't want to wear it. So I really can't understand that. Uh, I I see the point that people are worried about like uh, some future scenarios. Uh, the government will like uh, get uh, hold the public uh, under control and so on and so forth. So are there some kind like some some worries about? such things in Asia as well? No, not at all. No. They're already under control, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's easier to control a small country like Singapore or it's also yeah. easier to control China where there's not exactly a democracy. Mm -hmm. Is it in Singapore a democracy? Like yes. a really democracy, a real democracy? Yeah. I live here, so uh, I say every, if my, in case the government listens to this podcast, there is a complete democracy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> no. you, know, you know what's funny? In, in Ohio, uh, the first month, a lot of people supported the governor's decision and a lot of people were wearing masks, but there was a loud minority of people that went with their guns, you know, like very American-style They went to the government's building, they where the oh, governor really? is, and they took it over. There was like a big group of them with guns and everything. They demanded that he stops the mandate. No mask. Really? So, yeah, that's crazy. And you never heard. I never heard that in in uh, in Europe. Even like that, it, it seems to me in the news. And we really had like pretty much news about the elections and everything. But in my like feeling or view, uh, I never really heard about uh, a, a real lockdown in the United States. So I was surprised that you you are said that uh, in America you have a lockdown. It don't it don't seem that to me. I think it's very different from. Like Singapore, we don't have a social distance ambassadors yet, you know? <laughs> but it's uh, it it depended state to state because Ohio is like uh, not as populated as New York or California. I don't see it that much, and it's mm -hmm. a lot more relaxed. So, but there was one way or another there were some limitations, and now it, it's coming back. So. Uh, I wonder how you guys feel like, how did 
in Germany, how do you feel like your government did? Did they support the people? Did they help you guys out or unlike other places? Or what do you think about that? I think so uh, in my point of view, and I also had the experience to be in the United States. So my feeling is that in Germany, the the like government is helping businesses and people really like as good as they can but the people here don't like uh, feel feel it right so for example now we are starting or now we are getting back in lockdown and for example restaurants have to close and some other businesses have to close only like the real uh, necessary ones are open and also like every construction company is still open but especially like uh, events, uh, businesses, uh, concerts, restaurants, everything is closed. So uh, uh, what they did is they uh, paying, so the government is paying the November 2019 revenue. So the, uh, the revenue from November last year by 70 to 75 percent as like uh, support, like a, like a help subvention. So I think that's pretty, I mean, there are also people who are, who gets unemployed, but oh. in comparison to the lockdown we have and the restrictions we have, I think the unemployment rates are still not that high as I would expect. So in my view, the, the, the government is doing a good job, especially what uh, in context of like supporting businesses, trying to not uh, go bankrupt by like big companies, but also like small firms and only people who have like uh, small handy businesses or restaurants. How is it in the States? But I want to add something to Germany. I also think Germany does a pretty good job with this. And I also think it will get it under control soon. But looking from the news, what you see in Asia, I mean, it's the few extremists or not so open-minded and smart people who go to demonstrations obviously kill the the work the government does for the country. Because that's the only thing you see in the news. Some idiots who demonstrate to wear no masks in all mm -hmm. Europe instead of what the government is trying to do and help them, but they are, I don't know, too stupid enough to understand. And that's what you see then in the news here across the world. And then feel like, ah, Germany not doing so great. Mm-hmm. So I think in comparison, and the most comparison is like Euro uh, Germany compared to other under other Europe uh, countries, we are doing not that bad, yeah. Uh, but you always like it's the news are like everywhere in the world. It's uh, the the most people are listening or reading when they read like there's a war and people are on the streets and I don't know flags are burning or so. But uh, when you see in the news, like uh, they make like a questionnaire to like, let's say 5,000 random people, they always get like 70% of people who says, yeah, the government is doing a good job or the restrictions are good or the restrictions are not even 
hard enough to uh, in comparison to the to coronavirus and when you see this questionnaires you always see as well that only like 10 or 15 percent of the people are saying uh, the restrictions are let's say bullshit and uh, we are protesting so when like 10,000 people on the streets in comparison to like a city of Leipzig with uh, 500, 600,000 people. Uh, it's I think it's not that high population uh, percentage who are against the uh, restrictions, but it's easier for the for the news channels to report about that. Uh, in Leipzig, for example, there were like 10,000 or 20,000 people on the streets and they came from all over Germany to protest. But in comparison, Leipzig has like 500,000 to 600,000 uh, citizens. And it's always easier for the news to like report about demonstrations on the streets. But when you compare it, you will ne never see like uh, a percentage of uh, 80 or 90 percent or let's say uh, 70 million people who say, yeah, we are doing good in this coronavirus and only like 50,000 are going on streets. So I think it's always uh, the, the bad news are getting always more audience than the good news. Of course, of course. And you I will like hear that yeah, in the rest of the world. Yeah, that's always the the, the selling story is the yeah. tragedy or you know dramatic story. But in the United States, at least uh, at first, you know, people were not allowed to. If you're a landlord, if you rent your apartment to somebody, like you're not allowed to evict, kick out people from there. And then there were some, uh, you know, the stimulus check that people got. So there was some help. But then now I work at school with children and a lot of children are not coming to school or a lot of problems because of this, uh, their parents losing jobs and their families getting evicted. So it's like the government abandoned them. And now when we're hearing about going back into lockdown, people are very nervous because they legit can lose their jobs if they didn't lose it already. So people are skeptical. Yeah, I really see that point. Yeah. So in my point of view in Germany, it's not like that people are that not in this like uh, amount or in this percentage that people are worried about their unemployment rate. So even if they have to stay at home, the people and can go to work, they like doing home uh, office or they change like or shift uh, change their shift. So, for example, the husband is going from 6 a.m. to like uh, 2 p.m. and then the wife is going from 2 p.m. to 10 p.m some kind like that but as i said all uh, the unemployment rates are not that high so i think the people are not that worried like in, uh, for example in the united states because as you maybe know the unemployment or the 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 stuff rules are, it's maybe not the right word but uh, you have really high protection as an employee in germany With all these differences, you know, with uh, Singapore starting yeah. the earliest out of the countries between us and Germany starting early and being strict and then United States for what a lot of people felt like it was too late. Mm -hmm. But it seems like did any country get it right? You know, it since we see the second wave everywhere. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> I mean, Sweden did a pretty good job, right? Or... 
New Zealand did a pretty good job. Taiwan, they, Taiwan, Korea, they started lockdown right from day one. They had so many tests, so they got it under control very, very fast. And since then, nothing much happens. Hong Kong, there are some examples where they, for Singapore, where they, where the government introduced the lockdown very fast and then very extreme lockdown, which no one understand at the beginning. But now looking back, it made sense to do it that hard. So I think that these are quite good examples. But for example, Sweden did not make like a hard lockdown. So they pretty much were like a, a good example for not having a hard lockdown. They said, okay, people, they made uh, like a discussion about it and said, please, people keep social distancing. And uh, if you do so, we can have the restaurants open. So I think, and so as far as I heard that Sweden really uh, like took other way and took it uh, right as well. Yeah, 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 that's true. There's a good example for a different way, but there are good examples. But of course, smaller countries also easier to control as bigger ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're right. With the China, you know, the last couple months, they've been reporting zero new cases of coronavirus. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's like they say we don't have any new cases. I, I, I find it really hard to believe that. But I, I would trust like South Korea or Sweden much more. But it seems like everywhere is that second wave or continuation of the first wave is happening. So I wonder, you know, like people, I, I see a shift in people's view. People who were, some of the people who were very supportive of lockdown now see that the, uh, even Sweden is going back into the second wave. And people are like, well, there's no point because every country is having that. Research. But it makes sense, no? It's it's a flu. It was kind of obvious that once you have autumn or winter starting, the flu season starts, that COVID will rise again. It was kind yeah, of the viruses. Yeah, the, so, the viruses are better in the colder weather. So, my also my question is right now: uh, Is it uh, really like that? more people are get infected or is it because more people have like flu symptoms that more people are getting tested and that's why people who were maybe also also had the coronavirus are now uh, identified who were maybe in summer not identified because there were not so many people who had like symptoms Yeah, that's a good question. I think it makes sense because now people are more prepared and there are many more tests available. Mm -hmm. But you have a few countries like Belarus that did not have any restrictions. Yeah. And they just said, you know, you know what, like, fuck it. We're just going to let people do whatever they want, not have any restrictions. But so, Belarus was also the country, wasn't it the country where they had this nice election with Lukashenko, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was just fighting for his own own election or whatever. So, of course, he had no time to introduce anything for COVID. I think it would be a good case for research like a year later to see what country and what levels of restrictions would be the most optimal because, you know, there has to be a balance. Even people's mental health is affected, you know, sitting mm -hmm. in your house all day for so long. 
it's not healthy either. Uh, that's a good point, Avud. So what's your uh, point of view or your, your feeling about like the the social life? Do, so my my feeling here is that uh, we did, did good in with the uh, restrictions and so on. But uh, my feeling is that the people are getting annoyed anymore or uh, uh, even more. And uh, also like the 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 zone or the the communica communication with uh, between the people are getting like harder and they are not like everybody is more I don't find the right word more like stressed and, and not so nice and happy and everything. I think that uh, and like you mentioned before I come from a country where it's like people are a lot more social you know they hug a lot they kiss a lot they meet each other a lot more and in the United States is not as much mm -hmm. but even with the holidays coming up and with this thing being around for so long uh, you have to be realistic you know that like they're telling people here in the country like you can't you shouldn't go visit your family for Thanksgiving or Christmas and I I Like, good luck with that. You know, people are going <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Americans are going to do that. So there has to be a balance. And every time there is a virus, every five years or 10 years, right, something happens like that. <laughs> you can't shut down the entire country and the economy and small businesses is going to not. It, it's not possible to do it every 10 years even. Yeah, right. Yeah, so what's I your hope about that? I mean, I was in a lockdown for three months and I did not have any social contact for three months. Not a single contact besides the lady, the cashier at the supermarket. It's the only contact <laughs> I had for three months. And what I did mean, it to you? It was, I mean, the day I remember they announced it, everyone was absolutely happy. And then the day finally came where we could see other persons other people it was it was i mean you you it's hard to describe i mean <laughs> it was really great not have social contacts for three months then you really know what you miss and then you yeah, patrick a lot. To join the ambassador the social distance and patrick was yelling at people as, as <laughs> <laughs> hey put your mask on <laughs> <laughs> fuck <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you really get to uh, got to the point that you uh, honor your your people, your friends, your your uh, events, uh, the 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 soccer team and everything, and uh, everything was so normal for for everybody that yeah you can meet at every time. And now it's really like that. For example, at that time uh, in November, I am also in a, a carnival. Uh, carnival uh, team and uh, uh, usually it's the 11th of November when we start a season and uh, the, our like uh, the, the heads of our uh, carnival uh, team uh, made like a video with uh, pictures from the last seasons and so forth and everybody was like oh it was so great and we we love to see that and uh we hope we can meet each other uh soon and everybody was really like uh happy to see that and uh really uh loved the times we had and now we are 
like uh, sad that we can't do it. I think yeah, it it shows the true nature. Like a human being is a social animal. You know, we want to be around other people, no matter how extrovert or introvert we are. Eventually, we have to socialize. Yeah, yeah, and then I think also freedom, right? Freedom is actually to make or to have the opportunity to make your own decisions. And when you are in a lockdown, all this freedom is basically taken away because you cannot take these own decisions anymore. Decision: Do I want to go for a bicycle ride or do I want to meet some friends? Once this opportunity to make your own decisions taken away, taking the freedom away, of course, m- hits the mental health hard, I think. And this also yeah. why so many people now don't want to take it anymore because they are fear that their freedom taken away. Yeah. And you don't really yeah. don't take things for granted as you took before. Just imagine if you're living in a small apartment and or you have roommates and you're stuck with them and you have to stay inside. It, that's, that's a nightmare. Hard. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's really a nightmare. For three months. <laughs> <laughs> I live on 35 so what, square meters. So for me here in Germany, it was not that hard because I'm living in a village and I have a big garden and have uh, like free space and I can take my dog and go out uh, on the on the like uh, fields and so on. But Patrick, let's. Uh, what was a normal day for you in Singapore when you really stuck in the apartment? So how does uh, does a day look for you? Okay, I wake up. He in his underwear and drinks Heineken all day. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Even at work. We take tiger beer, but close. Yeah, actually nothing. So I was not allowed to leave the house. So I basically woke up, went to my desk, started working. 12 o'clock, I usually did some cooking or went to my... I have a small balcony and there I do some some sports or whatever. And then... I went back to work and in the evening when there's less crowded, so eight, nine o'clock, I usually went for a walk. Mm-hmm. But you cannot meet other people. You have to walk alone and you have to work okay. mass the whole time. So, but this, honestly, that's the only opportunity to go out. Okay. I and think you told I... me that you got into oh. troubles one time. Somebody snitched on you about the mask. No, no, no. Me, I didn't. <laughs> okay. I am following the law to 100%. And okay. <laughs> for, uh, one question, Patrick. When you like have a girlfriend, right? And yeah. she's not living with you in the same apartment. You were, even, you were also not allowed to meet her? No. Not oh, that's crazy. They, before you enter a building, you have to mm-hmm. check in with an app. And then they know... Where is your district? And if it's too far away, they would double check and ask, why are you here in this district? It's not the closest supermarket near your house. So, and that was normal for you? And so it, it, it don't felt weird or feel weird for you that you get controlled like that? I've, I never thought about it. I think it's no choice. There was no choice. So you just have to accept the situation, make the best out of it. Wow. I mean, it, it was I, hard, but no one had a choice here. That's what the government forced you to do. And then, yeah, 
I think I never question it. I, of course, we question it, and we're also angry that why all these harsh things. But yeah, no choice. We just have to accept it. Everyone just accepted it. So, David, what do you think? I think in Germany, Germany that will uh, that c can't uh, happen because when that when that happened uh, or that will happen, uh, people are going on streets and demonstrating. Like that's that's hard. That's hard for me to uh, like getting get in my mind. <laughs> I I agree with you because I think in Asian countries it seems like people are more compliant and with that sense but especially yeah. in the united states it never will happen like i told you you know even with the mandates that were already uh, not as harsh as in many mm -hmm. other countries people already protested and went with their guns and took over the government building so Crazy. i can't imagine anything like that happening here no it's, it seems for me that asia is like the tough one and people are following or have to follow maybe that's the right word germany is some kind of like in the middle and the united states are the next extreme right yeah the first thing is like uh, patrick said you know freedom they take it very seriously here mm -hmm. sometimes to the extreme yeah so. really because when people are for example as you said would go with their weapons to the to the local or state parliament Uh, like they would call the army and people are getting in jail and I don't know it will uh, it would go around the world I think yeah yeah for sure that's crazy now how do you think how long this will all still get going I mean at the beginning I thought during summer when everything went back to normal Germany no lockdown cases were decreasing I thought ah maybe it goes down and was under control But now flaming off again, all these, what do you think? How long will it, this will drag next year, two years? I uh, think more, I think so, so that ahead, would Alex. start. I have, I, have <laughs> a, I have a thought about it as well, but go ahead, David. Okay, so, you know, this is a good finishing as we have a few minutes left, but, you know, I feel like, It will go on. I was hoping it was gonna get better in the summer because the viruses are not as easily spread in the summer. But it it seems like that didn't happen. But I, it, with the new vaccines coming out from different countries, even in Russia, they've been using the vaccine for several <laughs> months now. Yeah, I heard about it. <laughs> but but some legit vaccines, and I hope that by the summer of next year it should be in place okay i i don't uh, so i am i have another thought about it so uh, as you maybe hear heard that uh, uh, german in germany so biontech and pfizer the american company made like this vaccine and will now spread it around the world to to help people everywhere and uh, the figures i wrote uh, not wrote i read is that uh, They can, like, uh, for example, in Germany, they can uh, deliver 60,000 um, vaccines in a month and give it to people so that other countries can also, uh, like, get it. 
And if you uh, uh, if you take this number into account, it will take about uh, three or four years that you have like 60 or 70 percent of the uh, population uh, which are like immune. So in my point of view, this curve we had this year, like in, uh, we have like a, a lockdown or some lockdown light from November to March. And then in the summertime, it will be better. People can go out, can make sports again. And then we will go back in October, November to uh, to lockdowns. I will, I, or I'm, I think that this will, this will be, uh, yeah, this will be uh, in place for like two or three years. What do you think, Patrick? Yeah, I also feel like that we have to live with it for the next years. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like it will have a lasting impact on people and how they uh, react and act in public in Western countries? Of course. I mean, I think so. I think the, the mood will generally go down. People are more aggressive against the government or some, yeah. And especially also the travel restrictions, everything, the, also the parties you have, young, especially young people, they are frustrated mm -hmm. if they cannot go to their festivals, they cannot travel the world, or even they cannot even properly study in the university. I feel like the frustration will grow and grow, and then this can be a tipping point when it comes to the next elections for Germany as well. And you can, yeah, tip into a more extreme sphere. But yeah, I hope that uh, with the vaccine, it can be treated as a normal flu, the flu we all have since hundreds of years, right? And then that life continues back to normal by mid next year. Well, I feel like with the flu, you know, in 1915 or whenever it happened, the millions of people died. And now we mm -hmm. treat it as something common. Yeah, but you have a vaccine for it, no? So you can yeah. get yeah. So if this vaccine is working as in the same way, then it's basically yeah, it's under control then. I also have a feeling that what will happen to what possibly can happen is same uh, kind of a story that happens with Ebola and swine flu. Like it didn't really go away anywhere. There's mm -hmm. still many cases and people are dying in India and African countries uh, daily, but you don't hear about it in the States or Germany anymore. It's people forgot about it pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, so I think that's, I, that's right. Yeah. yeah, it will remain in the countries that like developing countries, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah can be right so i think the the bottleneck is to like produce enough to to uh, bring it all around the world to deliver all around the world and hopefully the the uh, figures are not right and they can like produce it quicker and in higher amounts so that hopefully in like a year or so people can get the vaccine but there there's another triggering point will everybody like say yes give me give me the vaccine because in germany they are like people are a little bit skeptical uh, because they invented it so quick and they yeah. have have fears that maybe the vaccine is also hurting 
the people. Yeah, and you can't really wait because it it can take years up to the side effects to show. Yeah, right. So, I think once so Bill people... Gates has all the chips in our blood, he can control the side effects. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you guys have any last thoughts you want to share, Patrick, Alex? No. So my my last thought uh, was that I think uh, people will be skeptical, and that would be and the production thing. So that two points will be the 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 key points to get it to to get back to normal. Yeah, I just hope that everyone remembers how good it was before this came out. And even now we have this lockdown. I hope everyone just takes it half seriously because <laughs> I want to travel and I want to see my friends and family at home. So as long as everyone plays a bit, the global game is keeping the thing as less painful as possible, then I'm already very happy. Yeah, I will throw yeah. a big party, Patrick, when you come uh, to Germany and then we will have... Uh, Hopefully, we'll, we will have social contact and drinking beer and having friends. <laughs> it's a super spreader party. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, you know, it, it, you make a good point, Patrick. You know, I, I, I love to travel, but I also have family that I haven't seen in over a year, in almost a year. And for people like me and for younger people who want to go to the sports festivals to sports events to soccer stadiums concerts having parties it's not fair to them as well to take it away from them or anybody so hopefully there will be a good balance and we will find out sooner rather than later wise words yeah. <laughs> so hopefully we will get back to normal as soon as possible and uh yeah people can have their social life back again especially as you said the young people because that is the the key thing for people between like say let's say 80 to 30 to travel to uh, uh see the world to study abroad to meet new people friends cultures and even people who are 80 uh, uh, 30 40 or 50 they want to uh, to see new things, make new experiences, and that, that I think that is why we are living. We we'll just do it through Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zoom around the world. We, we cut this. Oh. We cut this last comment from Dawood, and <laughs> what Alex said as the last words, and finish this podcast with Alex's last words to travel back soon and explore the world. Yeah. Okay, Alex. So, Davud and I, thank you very much for joining our podcast episode today. For our thank you for having listeners. me. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it very well. If you have questions, yeah, post it below or send it through the social media platforms if you're in contact with one of us or want to get in contact. And then, have a good Sunday.